Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. Fellas wanted to start the show early. They wanted to, and Alex chimed in with, I'm not doing turkey this year, but a very declarative statement. As we talk about Thanksgiving, stock sure market levers. Just a week before, almost a week before uh, Thanksgiving here, 2021, as we welcome you to another uh, excursion into the cathedral of finance. Wipe your feet, Zach, before <laughs> before you uh, step into the oh, cathedral. I forgot on the mat out there. Yeah, yeah you got to wipe your Sneak feet before out. you step into the cathedral of finance. Yeah. And so, anyway. Uh, we are sans. Well, we've got Danny here, uh, but Danny is kind of here in spirit. Danny is out um, pepper pepper hunting. He is on a he's in a spice <laughs> chair. Yeah, he is uh, spice rubbing it. He's out there hunting. It's spice rub season now officially. Zach. Yeah, we're we, we we've talked about it. I saw. I saw yeah, yeah. We talked office. I saw a mysterious box with yeah, a yeah. big label yes, on the side. Big, yeah. Oh, he's he's amped up the the uh, the the <laughs> packaging this year. There is an official. I don't want to give it away no, for no. people. So here's the thing: people cool. do actually. This is no joke. They love Danny's rub. It's good. Yeah, they like his. He spice gave me a couple a of them. Yeah. So now he's amped up the labeling. Yeah. And I mean, he's all in. I mean, we he's always been right. into it, but now it's like really serious. I saw the labels in the back room too. Danny is out now in the uh, Texas Amazonian jungles. Oh yeah. Uh, getting just the final touches to make the master mix, which yeah. will then go in the packaging, which will then be sent out to uh, stock and market lovers. And listen, if you like. If you like, if you like, it's not a hot rub. It's a, it's a smoky rub, I believe. Yeah, it's not too spicy. No, not yeah, too spicy. Yeah. At all. If you want some, listen, Danny. Whether you're a client, not a client, a friend of the show, if you somehow you found yourself roped into listening to this and you're not a friend of the show and you're like, you do, I'd like some spice rub. Uh, Dan at Revere Asset eight five five seven three two fifty nine three two. He will be happy to send you some. He loves sharing that spice rub. That is no joke. Yes. And then we joked around that when Danny wasn't here the next time. We'd have Meryl come in and give us all the Danny secrets. <laughs> right. She spilled the Danny tea. <sighs> well, here's the thing. I don't think Meryl would enjoy that. No. But I, I but I, I will share this with you. So two weeks ago, I didn't I was saving it for this show because I knew Danny wouldn't be here. So I walk in, right? And Meryl had her head down. She's at the front desk. Yeah. And she had her head down and she looks up, she goes, Oh, it's you. <laughs> and I'm like, Hi, Meryl. And she's it like, is. what do you what do you do? Oh, you guys are taping the show. She goes, I thought it was Danny, but you're dressed too nice and you're not yelling. <laughs> she didn't. Did she actually oh, say I, I swear to you. Oh. I swear to you on all that's holy rub that she looked up and said you're dressed nice and you're not yelling. And here, Dan, Danny's not a yeller. I don't want to give the impression that Danny's barking out 
yelling things. Danny is just loud. Don, at what decibel? Yeah, that's, that's a small way of yeah. putting it. Danny, yeah. I mean, Don, at what decibel level does Danny sneeze? Well, he, it, well he's like, uh, it's the equivalent of Spinal Tap speakers. They go to 11. That's Danny sneeze. <laughs> Danny sneezes <laughs> I would Texas. like to have seen the reaction on Meryl's face the first time she experienced that. I, 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 you know what? I got to ask her because when Danny sneezes, yeah. this is no joke. Don can hear him in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And his it's hair the, lifts six inches off of his scalp and it, then settles it, back down. Yeah, it's got to be. It's cartoonish. Like, it's so incredible. That guy. The Danny sneeze is like the equivalent of an Acme hammer falling from a cliff. Like, it's it's just. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we could I, I, tape it. Like, you, like we got to yeah. tape it once. He's he's the guy, like, at a restaurant you'd hear sneeze, and everybody turns like, whoa. And then when yeah. you call him out on yep. it, he just is like, that's how I've always sneezed. Yeah. Yeah, well, people used to just. They they used to they used to pee and poop out in a, in a canal, but then we got indoor plumbing. <laughs> yeah, well that's true. I've pointed that out once, and he did not like that analogy. Didn't, didn't run with that. Oh, no, did not did not like it. But look, we got a lot to talk about stock nerds, market lovers. Um, so Danny's gone, and uh, I always try to give you like the best show because I feel like I, I usually lean on Danny uh, just for for uh, content and the uh, monologue. But I've got something here. I got two things. And I want to leave the show with them. We'll get to the fellas. So uh, Casper Mattress. Zach, you know Casper Mattress? Like, uh, yeah, they got yeah, a store yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Casper Mattress uh, it went IPO. Okay. So, oh, by the way, fellas, uh, uh, Hunter and Alex. What's the this quote? Is, what's the quote? For the IPO? Yeah. For the, oh, it IPO'd last year. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, it okay. IPO'd last year. Yeah. But where I'm going to go with this. PR. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm going to go right? with this, yeah. it's going private. Yeah. It, it's just it, it it is one of the worst things oh, to come public. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it like it it is um it's like uh, the Ford Pinto, one of the worst things to come public, and uh, in a long time, right? <laughs> like you like uh, New Coke was one of the worst things to come yes. public. Yeah, yeah. So it goes Ford Pinto, New Coke. Um, oh, that toy from Saturday Night Live, uh, broken glass in a bag, the Christmas gift. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then uh Casper Mattress. And so it's real interesting though. So Casper Mattress is gonna go uh public I mean private. And just let me, let me read this here for you, and then it's gonna lead me into uh my very next thing that I think you can find. You, there's a way to avoid these type of stocks, like factually. And it's gonna real I think it's gonna and I think it'll help you it'll help stock nerds, market lovers, traders, investors get into some of the best stocks possible when i when i finish up this segment here so just real quick uh casper mattress uh this week the mattress and a box maker agreed to be taken private in a transaction that values casper at less than 300 million dollars about half what it was worth when it went public nearly two years ago casper had listen to this so there's a big there's a big gulf g-u-l-f between 300 million and what it had been valued at in 20 early 2019 privately at $1.1 billion. And, that, and that's really interesting. I want to point that out because I think you're going to see more Caspers here. Okay. Companies that they're, they were highly, they're known brands, yeah. highly touted, highly valued, uh, highly valued privately. But once you introduce liquidity, meaning the markets, you find out the true value of what it's worth. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, 
Um, when I let me just show you this. This is the only real show note. Did anyone make money on this? And so uh, you can read. I don't want to read this whole uh, thing to stock nerds, but uh, there's only really one person, like one group here that I could find that uh, made money on it, and that's the people that led the seed round. And so they had a total of uh, six million into it, and that stake's now worth nine million. Whereas everybody else is kind of, I, th- I think losing their shirts is a little strong. I don't believe that's the case, but not not the best thing ever, yeah. right? And so, and the, the true the true numbers here, you're like you're relying on people to tell you if these are the true numbers, right? Like you can find them on Crunchbase and that kind of thing, but whether they're true or not. So it got me thinking about Casper, like, and I. And so the same day that Casper, uh, what day was this that I, I was, yeah, Wednesday. So uh, the same day Casper goes, uh, says it's going to go private. By the way, up 89% this week. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad uh, the stock is. We'll pull the chart here in a second. But uh, the same day Casper decides it's going to go private or be taken private, Target reports. Target reported earnings. Oh. The, the store, Target, right? Target, love them. Target. And I'm listening, and I had, I had, um, I was, was I, with the kids, you know, I don't remember where I was, but I was listening to it either on the news or on the radio somewhere. And they said the margin number. Like the what they made in the quarter on margin. Oh. Like so, like uh, you can imagine that um, Apple supposedly has very high margins on their iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And um, the you've heard that retail, is low margin. Like if you go grocery shopping, the margins are really thin. Yes. Now Target has not done poorly this year at all, but it got me. But the number that was espoused in the, they did, I mean, it was a blowout quarter. Like it was, I mean, year over year sales. Really? Like everybody is going to Target. Like what are we doing today, kids? We're going to Target. It, it Based on the number of sales, same store sales, sales are up. Uh, and they, they, they raised guidance. But their margins, Zach, huh. for the quarter were six percent. That's pretty, feels pretty good. No, no, that's bad. No. Well, what do I know about running a store? Yeah, six percent, six. Yeah, like you, you, the the to give you an example, the um, the when you put an app into uh, the Apposphere. Well, and 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 it doesn't matter if it's on uh, Apple or Google, Google Play. Play right. It doesn't matter where it is. The standard was set by Apple years ago. They're going to take a thirty percent cut. Yes. So their margin, like they they did nothing, right, except provide this platform. Yes. So their margin is closely once it's up and running. Now it's just replicating the keeping the service up. It's about thirty percent. Okay. Okay. Targets a, margins a physical store a physical a tangible store. place. Well, yes. it, it costs money. Right. And people. By the way, speaking of money and people, there was an alert that came over my phone. Oh, no. And I was about to share it with the fellas, but it it doesn't help them make or save money, right? I I try to limit the things I send to them that I don't think are, you know, like I'm not sending, I don't send the joke, I don't send the Michael Scott joke of the day to anybody. You're good, you're good contact, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, so I almost sent them to, sent, sent this to them. I got an alert. And it literally was, it was nothing but spin. So I subscribed to Apple News. So I get all these different things. And uh, the alert was senior citizens are going back into the workforce. And that's a good thing. (laughs) 
and my I first saw the same thing. Oh, did you? That's my my, that's ba- my it, first it thought. Said unretiring. Unretiring. And my first thought was, yes. I'm so glad you saw that, brother. My first thought was, holy effing hell! Oh my god! There's no way they're going back because they can't afford to live. Yeah. There's. And that's a good thing. And that's a good. And that's thing. a good thing. Yeah. And you're gonna like it. Come on. Yeah. Gas, like <laughs> natural gas, up tremendously. Like I was just talking to my dad this morning. We we were in anthracite. Well, Don's up in the northeast right now. It's it's anthracite coal region up there. And we yeah. used we actually used to heat our house with coal. Uh, it was cheap and expensive and real, really toasty. That's right. And so, uh, but he switched when oil got really cheap from uh, coal to uh, oil. Yeah. Just easier. Like we used to. I have a coal bin. We, 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 we honestly got it. We would shovel coal. We'd get, a, we'd get like tons of coal dropped yeah. in the driveway. Mm-hmm. My brother and I would shovel it in five-gallon buckets, take it down, and we'd stack like a gazillion. Fi- oh, yeah. You'd have to stoke the fire twice a day. Heated the whole house. You never, all, never all the older coal. houses have a dedicated room in the basement, yep. the coal bin that has really? a window that slides open, and the coal truck would come with no a big coal. chute, and it would <laughs> slide it down. It, and then, dusty of course, that all, all changed out. in the 80s. You know, yeah. so, we got, a, we got an old uh, old summer house up in Michigan, and that basement's got a real weird layout. I should ask my folks. That yeah. might be exactly what's going on yeah, down there. So yeah, so we, we used to have – we had wood for a few years, yeah. but, like, wood would, you know, like, just just too much work. Yeah. Coal, though, twice a day. Twice a day. Twice a day. You soak fire day. twice a day, burn day. Damn. And so then he switched to oil when oil was really cheap. Everything. People are going to be just priced out. There, there, there's a reason why un, people are unretiring. <laughs> they can't afford it. Yeah. That's another story, though. So it got me thinking back to where I was about Target, physical store, six percent margin. Yeah, and, and the people like it, it and it's it, it's the it's it's everything, right? But the real big one here is the people. Like you, like they are paying. Start you talk. We talked about this the other week. Starbucks twenty three dollars, twenty five dollars an hour. Yeah, it's going up. Yeah, an 15, hour, fifteen to twenty three starting. Yeah, like good lord. And 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 they're gonna pass that on. Like there's only so much. And so it got me thinking. I bet you we can isolate something to help. Stock nerds and market lovers on this show yeah. around margin. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. Okay. And so um, gonna be a lot of heads down. Don't don't mean to be heads down. But normally I when I'm heads down and I'm flying, you know, Danny would fill in with the, the voids here. But here's the thing. So this the one number in isolation doesn't make a stock. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there is no uh, absolute. You know, like th- well, this number says this. Look, look. There's always exceptions to the rule. But I think this is a real general rule because what what stymies a lot of folks when it comes to investing is choice. Mm. The choice is paralyzing. For a lot of people, you you line up six different variants of salad dressing or mayonnaise or or whatever. That's why brands like when you have a brand, you know what you know what when your brand loyal does, you know what it does psychologically? It limits your choice. Oh, it's for sure done. Yeah, and so you're like, so you don't have that trouble. Steve Jobs dressed the same way, so like, he, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't waste brain cells thinking about what he was going to wear, no. right? It was a turtleneck and jeans every day. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and so, like, choice uh, takes up time. Choice takes up space. So uh, mentally, it's agonizing. Yeah. yeah, and and for some people, depending now, you're like Tim. It's it's a, it's it's a, you talk salad dressings, uh, but other things are a bigger deal. Sure. Like uh, anyone, it's open enrollment right now for healthcare plans. How's those choices treating you? <laughs> sure. Because you don't know what those plans entail. Right. And, sure. and 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 is it really health insurance if the if the deductible is twenty seven thousand dollars? Right. Good point. Yeah. The, we can talk about that to the cows come home. So. 
it, it, it's really just catastrophic at that. Anyway, I digress. I don't want to get into a healthcare debate. No, either. yeah. <laughs> so with myself, I don't want to get into a healthcare a healthcare <laughs> right. debate Shadow with boxing. me. No one else is doing it to me but me. Swinging at windmills here in the studio. Yes, yeah. that's all. I'm creating straw men. That's right. No, that's not actually not a straw man. That's actually a legitimate thing. The the, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. So, but margin. And, I, and I'm thinking, well, quarterly margin's too short, right? Like, there's an argument out there that we should eliminate in this country quarterly earnings. I think Don and I and Danny have had this discussion before. Quarterly earnings? Yeah, like, earnings come out quarterly. Every quarter, a company reports its earnings. Mm-hmm. And there's a movement out there, it's very small, that says we should just do annual. Okay. So, Don, make the – I think Don is pro-quarterly, and I and – I, and I, not disagreeing with him here when I think he may. Yeah. Don, give me the pro. I'm pro monthly. Oh, Don, oh. give me Ooh, the pro okay, monthly. Yeah. Give me the pro monthly. The, the more information an investor can have about the performance of a company, uh, the, the more accurate price will be. Uh, there's a lot that happens from quarter to quarter, and sometimes these earnings reactions are amazing that you can report virtually the same numbers one quarter, drop 20%. Put the same numbers up the next quarter and you're up 20%. Um, I, I would have no problem with some sort of a scaled back monthly uh, report. but And you actually see that from a sa- in a same store sales perspective in, uh, in retail. If they choose, but that's uh, not required. They, they have to choose. Not to required, yeah. They, yeah. They, it's, it's kind of a, it's expected by Wall Street or you're not providing enough visibility and your stock will pay the price. When you're big enough. Costco stopped doing it. One, one of the one of the big ones stopped reporting monthly same store. I don't think it's Costco. It's one of them, and it, they're so big, like who cares? Huh. Does that yeah. have to do with accrual versus cash accounting? Like they could have accounts receivable that isn't paid yet, and then it doesn't follow through. So that's why they have to do it. Doesn't. I, I am. Uh, I, I see Don's point, and I don't disagree with it. But I also see the people that uh, advocate for just annual. Like you're like instead of worrying about the the monthly numbers you're 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 free to go grow your business and so now granted that's that's assuming that everyone's working hard at growing the business and not uh and not having this awful awful like it'd be awful like if you invested in like let's just pull up cspr uh cspr did i get that right casper right yeah there we go and it's on a weekly chart you can see that casper is down what is Casper down here? I can just do it real quick, shanty style. I have it written in my notes. <coughs> I'll just do it here with you. Fifty-five uh, percent since its IPO, fifty-six percent roughly. Market's too smart for a company to go public and then people buy it like that. It's just there's a reason why it's a penny. I, I always think somebody knows, and so people probably yeah. knew. But I think, and I'm gonna now. I'm gonna. I'm preparing stock nerds right now. I have done the research here. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that uh, the numbers that I get, uh, if I go to Market Watch, no, I want charts, analyze, pardon me. So you can find margins in a number of different places. You can go to um, uh, the fundamentals tab here in uh, analyze on a chart uh, in thinkorswim. I get mine from Investors Business Daily. And I, mu- I use the annual number, okay? And so annual margin. And so uh, I don't think monthly is, I don't think quarterly is a good number to use. And I say that because it's too quick. I want to know as an aggregate what your margins are. And, and maybe that changes, right? Maybe, maybe I should switch to quarterly. 
probably an argument to be made for there. But I want to I want to give you some stocks here, and we're going to run through some, okay? Yeah. And I've got them kind of grouped, okay? So I've got here. I'm going to do the group. So Casper went private, okay? Yeah. Now, I'm going to do the group of stocks I believe are the next round to go private because they're so awful. Right? Yeah. People like train wrecks, train wrecks sell. Let's try, let's try, you know what? Let's figure out um, how to work stocks, train wrecks. You got to see this into the title for YouTube. Stocks, train wrecks, you got to see this. Yeah, All right, something yeah, that's, like that. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> with a picture of Danny, like we discussed earlier on the show. <laughs> yeah, as previously discussed. Yeah, as previously discussed. And maybe like a train in the background. I don't know. That's right. Figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Or, you know, you know what? Can we get one of those guys shoveling coal? Oh, shoveling money. The two fellas that go. shovel money. Can I'll, we get. I'll get the art department going on. Yeah, that. can you work on that? Yes, absolutely. So perfect. Get the boys to laugh. So on. here's the group of stocks I believe are about to Our go. Our art department has Fridays off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, what are you going to do? So <laughs> the group of stocks, I'm going to give you their ticker. Then I'm going to give you their margin. And then I'm going to give you how much they're down for the year. Okay? All right. Or up. Or up. Let me not, let sure. me, let's not assume yeah. that I just gave away the surprise. No, no. But then I'm going to give you another group of stocks in another sector. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to give you yet, I'm going to give you, I'm going to do this three sets. Okay? Okay. I thought people could handle three sets. And then I've got a couple outliers. All right. Now, remember, stock nerds and market lovers. If you own these stocks, now, Pete, I feel impressed that you think I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I love you. I'm talking to you. But these stocks are just things I literally came up with the last several days while driving. Okay? has nothing to do with anybody. If you own them, great. If not, great again. Okay? And so let's take a journey here. And if anyone else has an idea when we're done here with a stock that's going to go private because it's so god-awful. Let's start off with PRPL. Let's stay in the mattress space, okay? Here is a – my charts are set to year-to-date. So let me just – there we go. This was my next suggestion oh. for you, Tim. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me – I thought I had my charts set to year-to-date. Let me fix my charts here. Real simple to do. Go here. I have 20 years. Scroll up. Year-to-date. Now we are ready to rock and roll. So here's Purple Mattress. Purple Mattress's margins minus 14% annually, down for the year 62%. How about that dating site where we just bumble around, okay? Bumble, bumble, bumble. Bumble is a technology company, really. 23%, minus 23%. They make minus 23%. Margin. Wow. On a, it's not a physical product. Like Purple produces a physical product. Bumble produces you uploading your dating whatever. I've right. never been on Bumble. I think dumb, I think Bumble is female only, I, I believe. No, it's female. -led. Female CEO, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, men are allowed on Bumble? Yes, but, but I believe women, so. I think the difference is women initiate conversations on Bumble. On Tinder, oh, is that you, what it you is? You can message a woman and be like, hey, let's chat. On Bumble, I think they have to talk to you first. That's huh. the angle. Yeah. Okay. You know, for uh, harassment or whatever. I don't. I don't know. I think dating. Whatever. I don't, what do I know about dating apps? Anyway. <laughs> Would you like to go down the rabbit hole? <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> just let's you, not. Let's I'm not. good. No. You just let me know either. how deep you want to go on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> down that ladder, and I am with you. Absolutely. That makes some good radio no, content no, right no, there. Yeah. Uh, so Bumble minus twenty three percent annual margins, down fifty six percent for the year. Palantir, P-L-T-R. Palantir 
Palantir is the secretive company helping the U.S. government uncover super duper bad guys. <laughs> Sounds like a super villain company. Well, Palantir. It's, it's, it's Stark Enterprises, right? What do they? What do they do? I, I actually don't know. Uh, like government advanced contracts? data analytics, manipulation, cybersecurity, military, government—they're all intertwined wow. in a bunch. Stark of stuff. Industries. A little bit, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so, uh, eight point two percent plus eight point two percent on their margins, minus seven point five percent for the year. Oh, how about old Poshmark? going to sell our stuff on Poshmark, Zach. You and I, we're going to open up the, the old Zach, Zach sweater store. That's right. So uh, plus six point, it's a marketplace, plus 6.7% on the margins, minus 80% on the stock. Now I'm going to do these specifically back together here. SDC. All these, I believe, are the next candidates. Oh, you read my mind. I was going to say smile direct. They're so bad. That they're gonna, they're, it's cheaper to take them private than spend the money to publicly audit it. Like it costs a lot of money every year to be a publicly traded company. Yeah, it costs a ton of money. It's cheaper to just get these things. Like a lot of accountants are gonna lose some really. Uh, I don't know what the accounting's like at Old Smile Direct Club, but minus, uh, what is it? Oh my gosh, that's a big decimal. I think it's minus forty-one percent margin. I might be wrong there, but I, I, I've got a little pencil mark there. Stock is down 71%. Do you see a trend? Like negative margin, not so great stock performance. Oh, Tim, but you didn't do a line. A line is in the same category as Smile Direct Club, and that's my favorite stock, Tim. You better do a line. Well, I'd, I'd like to. 20.4% uh, margins, okay? And the stock's up 30% for the year. I, I'm, what I'm trying to get to, stock and market lovers, the better the margins, the better chance you have. And so, what I, and this is, I believe this to be true in, in good markets like we're in right now with what, S&P's up 25 and NASDAQ up 20, 24%, 25%. And uh, what's the Dow up? Like 17, 18%, something like that. You know, whether it's a good market or a bad market, I, you give yourself a fighting chance with margin. There's a lot of other factors that make that that give the stock the propensity to propel higher, be it institutional support, be it quarterly sales, uh, you know, annual sales. But margins is something that I really think you can isolate at home, and 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 if it's negative, maybe you just stay away. Well, Tim, does that mean the stock's not going up? No, stock could go up with negative margins. Absolutely, could be the biggest winner of the year. But what are you looking for, stock nerds? That needle in a haystack. Or are, you, or are you looking for consistency? And, and I'm looking for consistency. But listen, there are home run hitters out there, and it's attractive. I get it. Like, uh, Hunter, did you see the report? Uh, I only saw it because I, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw Ravel's tweet about parlays and how this, that like New Jersey has taken in a gazillion dollars in betting. And they're keeping most, the book, sport books are keeping most of it because most of the money bet is parlays. And parlays have like, it's, the, it's insane. Yeah, it was not reflected in uh, Penn and DraftKings uh, stock charts at the moment. Gosh darn it. Will somebody pull their operating margins for me, please? Uh, seriously. I, yeah, I, 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 I failed to do um, that. But do you DraftKings save it, is save, be save it for a negative. second. 
So tar- we talked margins, about- the operating profit margin on draft. Uh, oh, that's AMD. My bad. As a graduate student at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, that's why I said keep it for a second. Yeah. Sit on it. I'm and, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. We'll and, listen, uh, target 6.5%. Okay. So not stellar, right? 6.5% annualized. No. It's up 43% for the year. Target is kicking butt and taking names. Walmart, though, interesting, is half of Target. So Walmart is 3.7% margin, only up. Oh, no, excuse me. It's down like 0.84%. Oh, Tim, you're not doing the best retailer in the world. Amazon. Amazon, ironically, is 6.3%, up 13.5% for the year. Almost in lockstep with Target. Yeah, Kroger. Kroger. Is that just Amazon's... uh, uh, Sales, it's, or, or it's, retail, or is that including like all of their business? It's, it's yeah. everything. Yeah, that's why I use all the IBD it? number. Oh my god! Yeah, right. That's why I use the I use the IBD number because there's a massive divergence between their web services mm-hmm. margins and their retail margins. A thousand percent, yeah. and I, I use the combined. I mean, that I don't. Yeah, I agree with you, Don. I, I was I had a couple other thoughts, but I don't think they're they're relevant. Well, they're relevant, but they're not worth me sharing. Censoring myself. Hey, Sam, I got a quick question. On TOS, are you looking at the gross profit mar- margin, operating I, profit, I don't or net use, profit? I don't I, – I, that's the thing. I don't use TOS's information. And okay. I use I use IBDs. I trust IBDs. Um, and it's, and it's one, pre-tax or just regular pre-tax, margin? Pre-tax. Okay. I want, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I use their annual pre-tax margin. It, okay. And it's a number that IBD readily I, – I know it's readily kept and I trust it. And I've, I've been mm-hmm. using it for years. Uh, Procter and Gamble is interesting here. So, so I, I was like, well, I'll do a supermarket because supermarket margins are super low. By the way, Kroger two point seven percent and up nine percent for the year. Well, who supplies the supermarkets, right? Right. Procter and Gamble, twenty three percent pre tax margins, annual pre tax margins, seven up seven percent for the year. And then I was like, well, let me do because um, um, coffee, right? I was I was curious about Bros. Bros is new, two uh, percent. Margins, right? And what's gosh, I actually don't have the number here for bros up for the year. What is bros for the year? Give me a second, I'll do a, do it with you shanty style here. It's up, uh, what 46 percent or so, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but I was like, well, let me let me throw in Starbucks here. So Starbucks is up, uh, 13 percent for the year, operating margins. Uh, way better right now than bros. And I'll be curious to see how that develops over time. Uh, 7.4% operating margins. Pre-tax operating margins, 7.4%. They're paying, And that's interesting too because Starbucks and Target are like in the same ballpark and they had to pay a bunch of people and they produce a physical product that's handed to you. And by the way, if we just, uh, we are in, I've got a few more here to go over. We are in the golden age though of shopping and it dawned on me. So, um, I had the family truckster out with the kids, mm-hmm. and I pulled up to Target. I'm one of the people putting money in the Target, and so Target's nice. Yeah, I like Target. Yeah. And so uh, going to tar- and I'm like, the, all the spots were taken, right? And I've got one of the kids telling me uh, unequivocally, "I got to go to the bathroom. It's time." Uh, I'm like, "What am I doing here? I don't." I, and he's got Remy's got short legs, right? Like he can run super fast, <laughs> sure, but it's a parking lot. It's dangerous. Can't have him run. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Then I realize. The best parking spots of any store are the ones for drive-up pickup. Yeah. I'm taking that. (laughs) 
I'm getting close uh, to the here, store. You're not picking up. You're dropping off. I am going to make my kid has got to make a drop off That's right true. now. Yeah. And so uh, I take the spot, and I'm thinking, this is amazing. Like where we're at in 2021. Yeah. Like like how how um, uh, Neiman Marcus, Nordstroms. Like your 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 upper crust luxury retailers, right? They used to pride themselves. Oh, I have a personal shopper. Now in 2021, Target, you tell them, you go get that. Yeah. And then they bring it out to you. Yeah. Like it is amazing. Like when you go through a Target, you see. Sometimes you'll see more people uh, shop person personal shopping is what they're yeah. doing. The personal shopping aspect. It's it's amazing what technology has done to democratize. Mm-hmm. And I never thought of Amazon as personal shopping, but that's what it is. Fundamentally, yeah. And here we are in 2021. Like people are like, I thought in the future we'd have flying cars. No, no, no. Everybody, everybody has access to personal shopping. Yeah. It's amazing. Just the other day I was at Kroger and they had an ad up, help wanted. Everybody's hiring. Yeah. Uh, they were looking for in in this order. Sackers, yep. cashiers. E-commerce, and then in next to it, it was it was like instant cart shoppers, and then yeah. management. I was like, "Good yeah. lord!" Like just right in the middle there. Yeah, like, and, and, and it, it's astounding to me. And I like, I don't. I'm doing this margin because I'm about to tell you, I don't know how sustainable that is. Yeah. But Target has figured it out to get 6.5 percent margins in their category uh, compared to Walmart, compared to Amazon, <laughs> compared to Kroger, compared to other physical retailers like a like a Bros or a, or an S Bucks. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting to me. And then I'm like, well, you know, let's let's do like something that just came off of a strike <laughs> like John Deere. Yeah. And so John Deere, 10.9 percent uh, margins. It's up uh, one a little over 31 uh, percent for the year. OK. But then we hit the, the granddaddy of them all. Tech. Let's do technology. Let's and, do tech. And there's a reason why that like these companies are so when people say, uh, you know, this company's book to value isn't, it's not in my parameters. Or they'll say, you know, at, at a gazillion times sales, Tim, I can't, I can't in my heart want to buy this company. And the world doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it just simply doesn't care. When you are a technology company, it is thought that all your resources go into the development and then you hit copy and copy. And copy and 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 the costs are incremental mm-hmm. to what it costs you to develop the one and then get it out to the masses and that's why that's why forward earnings are valued so tremendously more mm-hmm. than say a Target or a Kroger or a Starbucks okay right so let me run through a couple of these with you and it's fascinating to me and if I you know like like this the CEO and I forgot his name right now but. The, the, some of these, the leadership at some of these companies is absolutely positively tremendous. So, uh, ad- oh, that's not it. ADB. Did I, did I get this, this dyslexic again? Uh, there's Adobe. Adobe. Twenty nice per, twenty. Oh, it's beautiful, right? Twenty percent <laughs> margins, up thirty percent for the year. It's actually only outpacing uh, the uh, the Nasdaq by like five or six percent. Uh, and then I'm like, well, what's Apple, right? Because Apple's got um, you know, like they've got increased costs this year. And, and so Apple, 20, 30% margins, 29.9%, up 22% for the year. Look at this one. And I want to tell you something. The, the guy who's running, uh, Satya, Satya Nadella, 
really good CEO. You talking about Microsoft? Yeah. They're doing something over there. Man, Microsoft, 42% margins. Microsoft is up 59% for the year. There is some magic in margins, man. There sure is. And, and it doesn't mean that you have these great margins. You can be poorly run. And I look, you're, Tim, well, you're cherry picking. Look, I can't do every stock. There's exceptions to rules. So, but I think if you feel like you're overwhelmed or you're screening or you're, you're like, um, like the IPO club, there's a lot of IPOs. Like, what if we isolated margin in IPOs? Like, well, Tim, do they have that number? Well, Bros has a number. Bros is a recent yeah. yeah. And so you can, you can start to, to, to find like, okay, I'm just going to avoid this merchandise because what happens is FOMO, the fear of missing out shiny bright object right shoots up and, and the thing is if you have your rules and you're just consistently grinding out pe- making money you, you you're okay to let a whole bunch of everything go and you don't care but like when you're inconsistent and you're haphazard and you're like you're just flapping in the breeze flapping in the breeze you know like you're just flapping in the breeze yeah. and you're catching every lightning bolt that comes down from the stock stock gods Man, you can't catch them all. It's like it's like that donkey in Donkey Kong, a gorilla, right? He's just throwing barrels at Mario, <laughs> yeah, right? You can't yeah. catch them all. Right. Google, 23.6% margins, up 73% for the year. And then the last one I'll do here, and I'm curious, if someone can someone get me uh, the IBD number on uh, Chipotle, please, while I do Tesla? Uh, I'm curious. I haven't done Chipotle. I wish I would have done Chipotle. Uh, te- te- Tesla here, 9.2%. So they're producing a car. They employ a ton of people and solar panels. Uh, 9.2% operating uh, pre-tax uh, margins. around 12%, 10%. 10%. Oh, yep. awesome. Okay. And then um, fifty up 52% for the year. Lucid didn't the have The best ones I've seen are NVIDIA. NVIDIA has got some of the best pre-tax Oh, margins. man, I wish I would have done that. I didn't do – I did Nikola. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, NK, I did Nikola. as just like, did, did, what, is that? what is that number? Minus 21,843%. Like, it, it's something <laughs> stupid. And, and, and it's down 26% for the year. And then we've already done uh, the Casper number. But let me, let's put on Chipotle here. I'm curious. 10 or 12%. Uh, they've got a bunch of labor costs. Hey, will you put me Costco too now that I'm thinking about it, please? Somebody. Costco uh, is like 3%. Oh, really? That's interesting. 35% for the Home year. Home Depot is a good one. That's 15 Oh, okay. So here's co- oh, this chart of Costco. So the, like, well, t- that's not as a great a margin. I mean, this is going to be just astronomically high. It. Let me see if I can scrunch it up and keep it on the chart. I mean, this is just an amazing looking chart, right? Let's see. Shanty up 40%, 41% for the year. And then the last one we'll do here is Home Depot before I turn it over to the fellas. Yeah, that one's, that's been an, an awesome stock. And what's the margins on uh, Home Depot? 15%. 15%. Wow. 15%? Yeah. That is, that is kick butt. Wow. They Cost- knocked it out. This Look past earnings report was very impressive. That's a 55% for the year. Tim. Yeah, I was, you read Just my mind. Bro. For comparison. Yeah. yeah. What, what is Lowe's um, margin? It looks like recently closer to the 15% range, but earlier in the year, much lower, closer to 6 7 8%. So that is, annual, it's probably going to be about 10 I would imagine. Wow, they are stepped there a lot. They're doing twice the market this year. That is fascinating. Those margins at 15% for a retailer? Holy heck. That's, man, that's, 
That's why I like the show. That's some interesting stuff right there. That Costco chart's off. The, I mean, that Costco is a great-looking chart. So that's a great example. Like Costco is coming in at Kroger margins. Much, 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 much different result. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So anyway, I thought that was so interesting because I think if you're – like I'm starting to think I'm already in 2022 in my mind. And like what are, what are some things that I can help people do to isolate? Like, hey, man – I'm busy. Like I get like, like so the IPO club. If you want an IPO club, it's just people that take the content that Hunter, Alex, uh, Don, uh, we talk about here on the show. They just take it and they run with it. It's just an offshoot of what we do. It's just a group of people that get together uh, on Zoom, and they're not on the Zoom meeting. It's a, they use they, they can be if they want to, but they usually just share uh, charts and they share uh, thoughts. This is the international sign for sharing thoughts because you type. And um, they're just they're just good people. Like the not not snotty, not snide, not not crass. Just awesome human beings looking to get better, taking the content that we talk about, and they just have other people not to share, talk about it with when we're not with them at night, uh, doing the videos and doing podcasts. By the way, Zach, the podcast is interesting to me here. The podcast numbers have gone up uh, dramatically. Is not they've gone up significantly. Yeah. On the audio side, thanks for listening, gang. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, like, and, and I thought like once we introduced video, people would just migrate to video, yeah. and, and, and as it turns out, that's really not not yet anyway. It's not the case, and yeah. um, and like the number of audio have it increased, and number of video is just like, eh. like, and, and there's a couple ways they can watch it too. So whether it's YouTube or through Vimeo, um, or uh, through uh, their website, through, yeah, website, yeah, there's. Yeah. Multiple ways to get it, but the audio is just <clears throat> trucking, and I, I find that all interesting. So anyway, I think if you have a resolution, you know, like what are the things you want to look at? I just think that isolating margin in your screening might help you stay more focused on stocks with great potential. And this is that time of year where people start doing, well, what's it up year to date? Okay, give me NVIDIA. You guys got me curious. I wish I would have done NVIDIA. Yeah, NVIDIA's uh, been knocking over like 45% quarterly pre-tax margins. What's the annual? Does anyone? About the same. It's, uh, about it's the same? all gotcha. four quarters pretty close to 45, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. This is going to be just, yeah, 144%. Jeez. Fantastic. I could do this all day. Like, I'm fascinated by uh, what the margins are. Like, when I started, I, I had to stop myself, like, with that list because I – what are the margins and what is the result? What are the margins? What are the result? And it's got to be. And, and there's a number of ways. Number of ways you can get good margins, right? You can slash workforce. You could innovate. You, there's a number of ways you could do it. And I think the ones that innovate, treat their people well, are the ones that uh, went out at the end of the day or uh, treat their customers well. Probably a combination of both. So with that, I thought that was a good a good way to deliver value. Yeah. On a Danny. On a, something just something you can sink your teeth into right now, stock nerds, market lovers, and continuing with the red meat while Danny Danny finds the precise pepper balance. That's right. Because it's not just one pepper. No. It's never just one pepper. No. No, Danny is out in the fields right now. Like, do you ever see Juan Valdez picking coffee in the fields? Like, it's not just one coffee field. Yeah. Danny is on his donkey, burrow. Danny is on his burrow right now. Let me paint a mental image of you of Danny right now. Danny has got the Indiana Jones hat on. He's got a rope. He's on a donkey. And he's in the pepper fields right now. 
and he's getting the right blend. And and he, and he's taking a little bit of paprika too. And he's gonna he's gonna make a master spice blend that's gonna rival the Colonel's. Colonel only has twelve spices. It's finger licking good. Yeah, the yeah, Colonel right. only has twelve things in there. Danny, Danny's out there tweaking. He's the, the Colonel. If we can be honest, rest on his laurels. Like, hey, Colonel, why don't you update this? You, why don't you do what Danny does every year out there, getting things at their peak of freshness, yeah. and then making a spice blend that's going to make you go, oh my gosh, Danny tastes great. <laughs> and so it's with, lip smacking great, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard uh, Danny got an endorsement deal this year for the spice rub from Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, yeah. D- uh, Don, did you, did you have that clip? <laughs> Yes, anybody ever had meat that's just bland? You gotta put some Danny Spice Rub on it. Nobody likes bland meat. That was an alternative tagline to mm. Danny Spice Rub. Don't eat bland meat. Yeah, but uh, I, I forget what we went with the Danny's Danny Spice. Don't eat tan meat. Something like that. The color tan is bland. <laughs> no earthy tones. No earthy toned meat. No. Not with Danny. No, no, no. Okay, with that, Stockner's Mark Lovers, let's transition to uh, Hunter. You know, there's somebody who's going to write to me. You know, you don't have to do the jokes, Tim. You can just get right to Hunter Alex. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to be funny, Tim, all yeah, right? You, yeah. you, you don't feel the Jeez. need to... Yeah, don't Take feel it. the need to interject humor, Tim. Just get right to the young guys. They're going to stab at comedy. Like, they've, they've got their pencil sharp and like, Hunter said this. Yeah. Come on, Hunter, give it to me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Well... Tim, I actually think that that, uh, that study with the margins is very interesting. And I, I think there's one key, huge macro picture that's driving a lot of what we just looked at on the charts. And that is, obviously, those companies with the bigger margins have bigger cushion towards their profitability. Yep. And when is that most valuable? When input costs are rising, when inflation is prevalent, which is now. Mm-hmm. So companies with 3 4 5 6% margins can't withstand it like a NVIDIA. Even AMD, AMDs have about 24%. It's not the same as NVIDIA in regards to being able to weather those types of storms. So I think you're seeing those companies that uh, are having a really tough time with it punished, like Casper, for example, Purple, whatever the case may be. Uh, And companies like NVIDIA, uh, Apple rewarded for their ability to withstand uh, kind of the storm of inflation, for lack of a better term. So uh, with that being said, Tim, I've got an interesting little group of securities I want to talk about today. Uh, Oils. Banks and financials and cryptocurrency. So, will you start with uh, XOP, Tim? Sure. I, there's a chart I'm going to be on your screen. But go ahead. Let's do XOP. Yeah. So, what I want to highlight here is obviously these don't look the best. Uh, you can look at you know the holdings of XOP. I've got a few of them here. We're going to look at, but XOP is the uh, oil and gas exploration ETF. It's typically uh, a pretty good bit more volatile than XLE. Uh, so just keep that in mind. But we've seen. A pretty sharp pullback to the 50-day moving average on both of these, Tim. So I was going to look at both of them. Uh, yesterday, we kind of bounced off of it. Uh, not the strongest, but we got a little bit of a bounce off the 50. Today, we sliced right through it uh, on the back of some COVID resurgence news, whatever the case may be. I think it's important. Tim, will you pull up Matador uh, as well, MTDR, mm-hmm. and then FANG. So Matador and FANG, two of the leaders in this space, both on their 50-day pretty much verbatim right on it at the moment. And this is the first test of the 50-day for XOP, for XLE, for FANG, for Matador, since it broke out, since it had that huge run. 
So I think this is a really important spot to watch these names. XOP, really that 100 level is extremely important. But given that small caps are right back at the previous pivot, if you pull up IWM, Tim, as well, yeah, uh, you really, you know, if oil and gas continues to plummet in the way that it has the last couple of days, that's going to be a real damper to IWM being able to continue its move. Uh, so what I'm looking at is either continued weakness in these names as a, a big red flag, uh, potentially for small caps or maybe just for oils. Um, but I'm looking for a possible reversal, a hammer, something of those sorts to show that these are oversold and maybe see IWM get back above the 21 as well. So uh, in the same breath, Tim, will you pull up XLF for me, please? Mm-hmm. And XLF is doing a little bit of what I'm talking about. So you can see if you pull up uh, or zoom in a little bit, you can see it's at the top of the range. Uh, it was XLF was down, I believe, about 2% at one point today. Uh, but back at the top of the range and back above the 50, that's the kind of candle I'm looking to see on XOP, XLE, some of these names. We just have not seen it yet. Um, and another thing to highlight here, just as the day has gone on, I didn't plan on talking about this, but uh, I've noticed that the financials have come back much better uh, in a lot of spots than the oil and gas has as the day has progressed. Now that may end up, you know, um, equaling out by the end of the day. I don't know, but I just noticed a lot of the financials were had come back off their lows better than a lot of the oils. So two uh, very important areas to small caps. We know banks and financials and oils tend to be very impactful to the Russell 2000s movement. Uh, so two very important sectors at very crucial levels, uh, considering where IWM is. So I think those are important to watch. Those are some good names. As far as banks to watch, SIVB and WAL. Uh, WAL is actually right here on the 50-day for the first time. SIVB has held up uh, a little bit better. So WAL, a pretty similar look to like what we saw with Matador. A big move out, a breakout, now testing the 50 for the first time. So that is oil and gas and banks uh, and how it relates to small caps. Like I said, I think that's important. Watch what that, what those two sectors and small caps do over the next week. It could be uh, pretty imperative for the market. Uh, secondly, I've got some cryptocurrency comparisons for you, Tim. So uh, will you first pull up coin for me? In. So this is a holding in Grotection. You can see it is up today. Bitcoin uh, has been floundering slash pulling back really over the last couple of weeks. So coin has held up pretty much at the 21 is now reclaiming the 21 today. And will you also pull up SI? Mm -hmm. Similar story held up at the 21 big time strength today. Uh, so SI and coin, two of the best looking Bitcoin or cryptocurrency proxies that you can get. Now, Tim, will you also pull up MARA? You can see this did not hold up at the 21. This had a nearly 50% pullback uh, in a matter of about six days from the high, while Coin had about a 5%, 6% pullback in that same time frame. Uh, pull up HUT as well, Tim, H-U-T. So a similar story from 1650 down to like 12. So my the big point here is HUT and Mara did not hold up at the 21. Coin and SI did. So there's the, the Bitcoin miners, particularly these two, are very speculative, very volatile. So keep that in mind uh, when you're looking at these. But the evidence is kind of showing us that maybe SI, Coin are healthier, have more support, uh, and uh, don't experience such 
awful velocity to the downside, like we saw with Mara, like we've seen with Hut. Uh, so SI and Coin looking like two of the strongest ways to get exposure to the crypto market, acting better than their peers in that regard. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting divergence. Bitcoin currently a little bit under the uh, 21 day moving average. Uh, Ethereum as well, but they have come back a little bit. Look for Bitcoin to get back above 60K. I think that would be a positive sign. So I know that was kind of a lot, but uh, that's really all I got, Tim. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I like that. Um, Alex, what you got, buddy? Yeah. <clears throat> so you brought up Dutch Brothers before. I just want to go over something real quick. I had gotten stopped out. Um, uh, I only took a like an 8% or 5% profit in my, uh, my account. But the thing is, is I may be early, and this kind of reminds me early in the year when I was really bullish on Roblox, and Roblox came up, and then it washed back down, and then now it's finally breaking out. These things take time, these IPOs, so don't don't give up on them. Keep them on your watch list. Um, the, the, the reason why I'm so bullish on bros is the fundamentals. I haven't seen an IPO come out like this in a long time where the EPS estimates, the pre-tax margins, sales, everything's lining up. The story's there. Um, but price action is is the name of the game. So right now I'm out. And if it reconfirms back up, I will buy it back. Um, you have to, that's why we have stop losses, right? You, you know, you don't hold on and just let the account keep dripping and, and bleeding your, your, your hard-earned money. Um, th that was just a little review there. So the things I'm looking at today, I'm still following this um, home builder theme kind of goes into it kind of lines up with what you were talking about with margins. So like if you look at uh, Toll Brothers, which I do own in, in my tracking portfolio, um, this one's been a great name as long uh, as well as DHI and the ITB, that ETF, which is the Home Builders ETF. I, I think that regardless of what's going on in inflation, they're going to knock it out. So let, let's say it costs them more money to build a home. It doesn't matter because the demand is so high still and housing prices are still skyrocketing. So those margins are, it's kind of like a wash on the increase on the inflation for the cost of the, let's say the wood, the materials, the nails, the, the nuts, everything that you would need to build a home pipes, PVC pipes, whatever it is. Um, obviously we're seeing that in the price action. It looks pretty good. And um, so I've been following that, that another sector that's standing out to me is the retail. If you could pull up uh, Dick sporting goods, DKS, I bought this yesterday in the tracking portfolio. This looks like a cup base to me. Um, that gap, it's back above that gap on the left side back in August. Sorry. Uh, it does have earnings coming up. So just a full disclosure, I don't have like at least an 8% gain. I will sell into the earnings. I, I don't hold um, without, a, without a profit cushion. Uh, that's gambling. And uh, I will sell that day. Uh, before if it doesn't um, it doesn't give me enough cushion. But I, I do like the sector. Another one is Under Armour. That gapped up weeks ago, and it's coming back into new highs. Um, Macy's gapped up this week on explosive volume. This looks like a tech stock. And so the retail, they're knocking it out. I, I don't know. Like, clothes are more expensive and stuff, so I don't think people care. They're just spending money like it's uh, – I, I wouldn't have never expected Macy's to be performing like this. I, I thought they were done because everyone was saying it too. I'm not the only one that thought this because of Amazon and online shopping. 
um, maybe their their exposure to online. I, I haven't gone to their website, but it just reminds me of like a store you actually go to in person. But they they seem to be doing well. Um, the last one I want to look at is actually a, a SaaS company, software as a service company. It's uh, Unity Software. We had bought today in Grotection off the eight exponential moving average. It bounced um, and confirmed. It's, it's confirming a little bit higher off that low today. Well, this has been a leader the last this last month, and there's a wall of buyers. You can see on the bottom that he's got those volume bars up, all those green big bars. That's a pretty significant uh, push to the upside. We'll see if this handles out and continues higher. That metaverse theme is uh, really caught a lot of people's eyes right now. Roblox is also in that theme. But Unity Software, the thing that's different with them, they don't just do gaming. They also do architecture platforms, building. For Let's say uh, someone wants to design a, a bridge for a civil engineer. They can build that platform and allow the builder or whoever the, the someone that's buying the property or the city to see that in an animated view 3d and has that platform and it's called an engine so unity software if you're thinking about it it's not a gaming company they build the engine and the platform for the gaming companies to build their games on so they're kind of if you were to think of it um I, i'm trying to think of an example to, to make it easily a better, better understanding of. So imagine you have a farm. There are the seeds in the farm to build the corn. I guess that's the best way I can describe it if you were to visualize it. Um, there, so this engine that they have, it separates, there's no one else doing that. Um, so this is a, the store, I, I'm really big on finding, like understanding the company that we buy or that I buy and researching it as much as I can to know because it builds that conviction. I've always talked about that. Like it helps. So in the down days, you don't, you don't sell so quickly and get, and get chicken out, but you just have to follow your stops. And regardless of how you feel, like I did, I was really bullish on Dutch brothers. I ended up selling cause I, it, it hit my max stop, my max, uh, my line in the sand. Um, that's pretty much it today. Those, those are the themes, you know, home builders, uh, retail unity software, and then a little bit of a review on, um, like something like Dutch Brothers. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, we go to Don. Don, uh, by the way, uh, stock knows market lovers. So five nights a week, uh, Hunter, Alex, Don, myself, we do videos. We send them to you. They're uh, 10, 20 minutes, and they're nothing but stocks. This podcast, obviously, um, a little bit different, a little bit deeper dive, uh, a little bit more research for you. I uh, want to get this in your inbox don't want to just find it on youtube subscribe send us your email we'll never spam you all we do is send out our videos and the podcast link uh you can find daily market insight there's where all the podcasts live and then don does a video on friday nights it's the 21 over 21 the dirty 30 if necessary uh and he gives you all the research in the world that you could want to get your next week started so with that uh don where do you want to go take it away there have uh, been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback lately on something I've been including in the videos, which is the key levels on the S&P 500 and how we uh, track them. And if they break through various levels, uh, either to the upside or to the downside, the uh, approach, how we, how we will change our approach to either how long or how, uh, how invested we are in the market, how we would cut, um, cut some exposure if we were to break through the 21 
uh, day moving average, for example, or various support levels along the way. So uh, be sure and check that out. That'll be included in uh, Friday's video. Going to be a handful of changes in the 21 over 21 list uh, this week. There's been um, quite a few uh, recent leaders have lost their leadership status, but we've had others just to step in and take their place. Uh, some things that we've gotten stopped out on over the last two weeks have just continued lower. Uh, some other things that we've been fortunate enough to get good buy points into uh, just marching higher. Uh, we took some, we did some offensive selling on Roblox when it just got ridiculously expensive, like or extended 30% above the 21-day exponential moving average yesterday. Uh, so took some of that off and uh, moved some of that into Unity this morning as those are the two major software plays in the metaverse uh, right now. And you're going to be hearing that word constantly. Uh, heard somebody describing the, the NVIDIA conference call after they reported earnings this week. And we're actually looking at a, subscri a subscription model for their uh, AR and AI offerings to different companies, uh, mm. and that would just increase their margins also. Subscriptions, you know, whether you're doing it for a, a million people or a million 100,000 people, there's not a whole lot of difference. You're just producing the content and licensing it to people. Your revenues go up, but the actual amount of work that you have to do to provide that uh, very different for a retailer versus selling a million of something versus a million one hundred of something. You've got no you've got no inventory that you have to worry about when you're a software company. So that's why they're so um, their margins are so big and they get such a big uh, multiple on Wall Street. So tune in um, tune in Friday. The Dirty Thirty. I haven't touched about that uh, touched on that very often, but there's I think I will touch on it briefly tonight, and there's a couple of lessons in there. Uh, about half, The Dirty 30 is like over 90 stocks now, and about half of them are still over 50% off of their highs from, uh, from March, February, March, April. And the lesson there is the leaders of the previous cycle, usually there is about 50% turnover. Don't hold on to a stock just because you think it has a big story. Uh, IBD studies show that uh, big leaders correct on average 72% highs once they top uh, and the, the dirty 30 is just putting that into some actual numbers and proof that uh, yeah get, get out of the way of what what's not working and uh, stick with what is and that's really the, the number one uh, rule of our investment philosophy in-house here so check Friday night uh, for the, uh, the big show video that I'll be doing and um, and we get ready for uh, a thin but historically positive uh, Thanksgiving week in the market. All right, uh, I've got hey Tim. Yo, what's up? I've got a I've got a one last thing, a very quick thing Let's that goes it. in tandem with the, with what Alex and Don said. I just dug this up. I have an old research uh, spreadsheet where I have a bunch of information on various companies, but Unity is in there, and so I thought I'd just put some color to this with a little bit of. Uh, real-time research from their website, right off their website. So Unity Software is the creation and operation uh, software for gaming, real-time 3D for auto, transport, manufacturing, film, animations. Uh, they have a cinematics platform, immersive 3D software for... Did I just lose? For 
architect no. okay. is to make software for creating and operating real-time 3D content. Very diversified in markets, partners, and revenue streams. So that is what I have in here on Unity Software. Very nice. Interesting. Um, um, all right. Is that it? I've got one last thing, but uh, any say what we used to ask on the range. That is it for shooting me. Shooting rifles. Any last rounds or saved alibis? <laughs> Funny. Uh, let's see here. So uh, it's super interesting. I pointed this out in the video uh, Wednesday, but I want to just cover it one more time because this um, has not been the relationship, and it's changed. Uh, I don't know if it's changed uh, for good or not, but the market has advanced, technology especially, and it, like good earnings are trumping this relationship that's why i like to say there's no absolutes the dollar has marched forward and like stocks like nvidia like it, it, they haven't cared and the dollar has been trumping a lot of things uh this year super interesting too like markets markets doing just fine today uh dollar up half a percent and i i get my thought is that if the dollar just like goes on some kind of blow off top i it probably catches up to markets eventually but it doesn't care right now and that's why I think it's so important that uh, I was having a talk with somebody over chat uh, this week. Like, there's like the the person's thoughts, or comments were, um, isn't it something that the market just moves on? And the like, there's a lot of bad news out there, right? Like inflation, uh, people unretiring, like, and so on, and or uh, political strife. And th that's why. And my response was, and he he was in agreement too. Like, that's why we just focus on setups. Like, you just focus on what's happening in front of you and not, the, I think if you, macro is interesting. I don't think, I, I do believe that. But if you, if you like, are like, market's going to hell because dollar's going higher here, you, you miss the move. And so I think just focusing on what the setups are is so imperative. And it'll be interesting to see what the dollar does here because if the dollar gets up to 96, 98, no, excuse me, 97, 98, um, uh, I think it's going to have an effect, but we'll see. That's just my thought. You know, you can't, you got to. It has negatively impacted commodities while it's been running over the last eight days. <clears throat> Oil. Yeah. Uh, the base yep. metals, the precious metals have, have suffered, which it'll, is, it, it, which it, is it, typical of the, yeah. of the correlation. And so it'll be super interesting to see how this, how this progresses now. And, and, you know, and, and, uh, oh, Stockner tip, but bonus, one last, one last thing, right? <laughs> Go on. Stockner wrote to me and she says, hey, you mentioned as an aside uh, last week that uh, Americans are more in debt than ever. And it was one of those things like, I, I don't know if that matters. Like, that's how we're consumers, right? Like, we're always in debt. Like, look at our government leading by example, right? And so, I guess and she said her son, I believe, is in uh, credit cleanup. That's a thing. Credit, credit. I think that's. I have this right. Like he goes in. Like if you have bad credit, he repairs your credit. I'm not sure how that's done, but he repairs your credit. Mm. And she said he's like his comp, their company that he works at, and himself have never been busier trying to repair people's credit. Oh, and I, I don't. It's just anecdotal, but it'll be really interesting to see. Um, what what transpires here in the next, I would say, 24 to 36 months. What is uh, AFRM? AFRM. What is AFRM? It's a firm. And it's, I mean, I, I'm curious. Like, does all this eventually collapse on itself? 
I mean, a firm is I because look at look at by the way, if Pete Peloton is a firm's biggest customer, and oh yeah, like this, so all those that, that could have been on your list for going private. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like I missed an opportunity there. You're right. Like it's interesting because I don't know if it still is. I, I would reckon Amazon's going to be a firm's biggest customer. Yeah, I w- that's what yeah. I would think is that old. And I think uh, from a firm's last earnings report, the Amazon partnership is exclusive through 2023, if I'm not mistaken. So something like that. I would assume that'll switch pretty quickly. Uh, but I would it, hope. It yeah, might. like, but if this was your biggest customer, and the, you know, and they're 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 doing this because. As it turns out, as some people refer to it, it's a bicycle with an iPad attached to it. Uh, yeah. Like, wh- where's all this going? Are there any other public companies that that do what a firm does? I don't, I don't think Klarna is listed not, here. Uh, not in the not same really. capacity. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's why it's tough. It, it's tough to get a Which, gauge. Tim, this is int- I brought this up to the guys the other morning. Yeah. Pull up a GPN, Global Payment Systems, I think, mm. Global Payment something. Yeah, here it is. Uh, this thing, I mean, we I know Don brought this up that the rise of a firm uh, and some of the just a lot of the, the Visa, the Mastercards, a lot of those names have been getting crushed. This is a was look at a look at a weekly on this one or even monthly and look at uh, how this one acted. You know, from 2000 to really up until this recent sell-off, it was a pretty good acting stock. But something is going on in the payment industry. Yeah. It looks like money's flowing out of these big behemoths that were those compounders, the visas, the MasterCards, even this GPN. Uh, and things are kind of getting shaken up, it appears, with the upstarts, the affirms. I mean, I know upstart is personal loans, but uh, it seems that uh, there's something going on with these names. We'll see if they come back. But uh, that was just another one I ran across that had a just a brutal year. I mean, down, what is it down? What is uh, what is GPN down year to date, uh, Tim? I know it's kind of random here. Me, but No, give me a second. I'm- totally find out for you uh let me see how let me get it on the right time frame so it looks in- like about 40 percent 50 percent year to date yeah that's crazy uh 40 41 so wow yeah and i, I eventually this is all I, it, it's just like anything if you if you get under underwater too much eventually it all catches up i, I just don't but a firm also limits you like they're they I believe it's a um, like with Shopify, a firm just they'll they'll give you a thousand dollars. Like that's the, that's the credit limit. Mm. Now there's other players coming into the space that are for home improvement, same model as a firm, but now you're talking tens of thousands of dollars for for bigger purchases, right? Because yeah. a firm doesn't run your credit. Like a firm's just saying, hey, you want to buy it? Let's buy it and uh, let's split up the payments. I just don't know what's the penalty if you don't pay. You get it goes against your credit score later. They can report you to collections after if you don't pay. Yeah, and I wonder if people are more later on. Yes, yeah. you're right. They don't run you, credit because at first you have to qualify for a quote unquote credit card. You don't have to do any qualifications for like an yeah. firm type service, and I that's the dynamic change. That's the shift, and so it's democratized finance where. I wonder, like, if you talk about retail doing well, like now there's a whole new group that maybe didn't have access to credit. Doesn't mean they're going to be delinquent. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But there's a group of people out there that have access to purchase things on credit, and 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 that's not necessarily. A We've bad seen thing. how historically that turns out, though. It's not. 
I uh, hate to be pessimistic, yeah. but I, I just don't think that's going to work out. But if a firm is bundling it all and selling it to Wall Street, they get they get off the hook. They get off the hook, right? Somebody's going to, and that, that's really yeah. if we're if we're if we're diving just a little bit deeper here for one second, that's really what happened to mortgages in 08, where yeah. the, the the banks were off, quote unquote, were off the hook because they were bundling them. Or or well, who went? Lehman Brothers, they didn't get off the hook. They they were they they were the sellers, and they couldn't unlo- they couldn't offload it eventually. Securitization of the debt, you know, mm-hmm. and eventually it, it, someone's left holding the bag. It's just when that's going to be, if it ever is going to be. But you're right, Don. Like a firm, Klarna, they're bundling that, they're securitizing it, and most likely selling it to UBS or Credit Suisse. And then those two firms will just uh, have have a product that implodes. And we, <laughs> well, that's that's what happened, right? With uh, with UBS, I got arguing yeah. with you on that. Yeah, like like that's what's going to happen. They'll sell it as bonds to companies and endowments that need to have uh, an income-producing portion in their portfolio, and that's who will be left holding. They're gonna they're, they're gonna sell it on as a VIX product. They're gonna securitize it, sell it as a yeah. VIX. Pro- they're gonna make it a leverage. Yeah, they're gonna make it a leveraged three times ETF somehow. Sell it, disperse the risk amongst the masses with the gambling problem, and then yeah. uh, and then before you know it, that's how the whole thing gets taken down. That's hey, Tim, what, so I speaking of the gambling for, problem, it is it is mind boggling what these gambling companies are offering out to get you to become a customer Man, like you're I, I, i've is. seen billboards your first bet risk-free up to two thousand uh, dollars if the chiefs score any touchdown you win two hundred dollars yeah they know yeah. what they can suck out of you once they once they uh get lure you, you in and hook yeah. you it's, i'll give you some insight crazy. here to that same model so um when i was at ibd i i i partnered with three or four of the major brokerage firms and uh one of them uh i asked hey what is a what is an account worth to you and uh because ibd at the time they still i don't know if they still do they had we had the highest publication cost and uh but the data was still magnificent the data is what you want you want that information because it's it's pure it it's it can help you make a tremendous amount of money. And so it was, it, what I did was I just broke it, I, I plain languaged it for people to actually be able to use the product. And, um, and I said, what is this worth to you? And the answer was like $400. If you get somebody to deposit money into an account, well, well, because of your newspaper, we'll, we'll, we'll pay for their subscription. I'm like, okay, that's the, I, can, I can make that happen. And we drove. I remember one year, just a bunch of at one of the one of the major particular brokerages, just mm. a ton of accounts, and and they were so grateful because you could uh, they they knew that once like if you're an active like they make the most money off the active traders. Now that of course has changed with a little bit of that model has changed with uh, free trades and order flow, but for options traders that has not changed. Uh, and those active traders and options are driving a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of revenue. So I'll tell you what, uh, with that, Danny will be back. We'll ask him how his trip was to the Amazonian jungles of Texas, finding the perfect peppers, get you an address that you can, you can write to officially. We'll see how the blend is turned out. Maybe there'll be a blend tasting. 
You think there'll be a sampling next week? It's Thanksgiving. We should do one on the show for sure. Dude, absolutely do one on the show. Live reactions. Yeah, live. Only, re- only the best for the fans. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, speaking of that, I wanted to do. Don and I proposed that Danny we do a pepper eating contest with, but it'd just be Danny. Like and see like the hottest. <laughs> The hottest pepper Danny could eat before his, before be his eyes popped. Yeah, he said no. Like he turned. He, this guy. He no. was really quick to turn that down. That's <laughs> a bummer. Yeah. All right, stock nerds, we love you. Listen, um, questions, concerns, comments. Always, always, always write to us eight five five seven three two four seven three two if you want to talk. And with that, we'll see you next week. On your money.